my fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Welcome to the Melon Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I am your host, Ruby. Floyd is on assignment. Mel and Clopsy are snowed in in Oregon. Mr. Smarty Pants is on vacation, which leaves us funny boyless. But never fear, we reached back into the archive today and pulled out a very special show. This show comes from the year 2000 when Melon Pants did a live broadcast from the beloved Rainbow Bookstore Cooperative. Let's tune in to see what the boys were laughing about 24 years ago. You sign it, we'll write things like, love forever. Yeah. And <laughs> or like that, that uh, cap that you signed. Class of zero, zero. Yeah, we got a, we got a little uh, postcard for that. We, we had a cap last week. Somebody asked us to sign it. It was one of the, uh, one of the premia for their recent pledge drive. And uh, they spent $40 for the cap, and they asked us to sign it. And they asked us to write, you suck. Tim on it. Now, there was a comma in there. Okay, that's you suck, Tim. Tim, you suck. But then we got this letter or this card. It says, Mel and Floyd, I spent 40 bucks on a WRT hat, and you wrote all over it. <laughs> you suck. And keep your DNA to yourself. <laughs> Tim. So, all right. So we do have this book here, and there's interviews with us, too. We talk about how we do the show. You know, there's the inside scoop on that. We talk about our crack addiction and uh, <laughs> that time when we were laying in that hotel in Las Vegas sure. in a pool of our own vomit and we didn't know. Sure. Yeah, that, that whole bit. They reproduced all the police logs in there, too. <laughs> well, that's kind of nice. Yeah, there we are. We're on page 88. 88 and 89. So you can get the book and just keep that part. Just, you can just slice that's it right out. out yeah. We're giving razor blades along with it. So just uh, take it out. Anyway. So come on down if you're in the neighborhood. Uh, we're at 426 West Gilman. Is that it? Yeah, close enough. That'll get you here. You know, we should ask people from the audience to do some work. Yeah, let's put them there. Get your asses up here. What do you think this is? A free show? Come on. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the zoo. <laughs> I'm going to start picking fleas off you any sure. second here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that monkey trick we discussed before. No, we won't do oh, that. Oh, we won't do that? Okay. <laughs> Well, let's go right into the news nuggets here. This is the, the, the highlight of the show. It's all downhill after this, so we can do This is ah. out of Endwell, New York. It's kind of a nice nice ring to that. Huh? What's that? Endwell. Oh, right next to Allswell. Yeah, it's right next there, right across the, right across the bridge. Yeah. Uh, a radio station's attempt to generate excitement by faking an appearance by Britney Spears. God, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> It ended in, uh, well, this is a sad story, so oh, I don't okay. want to be laughing at this. All right, don't, don't laugh, shut up. A woman in a crowd at the station collapsed, and she later died at a hospital. Broome County Sheriff's investigators said that after a purported interview with Spears on Tuesday night at WMRV, a woman pretending to be Spears emerged from the station to get into a limousine. About 100 people had gathered to greet her. Police said a 37-year-old woman went into cardiac arrest, and she was taken to the hospital. A man who identified himself as a station manager. This was a fan that did this? She was a fan. Oh. She was so excited to see Britney Spears. That's she pretty damn excited. Her, <laughs> um, the station manager declined to give his name, as most station managers do, and they said, uh, we're trying to figure out what happened. All right. I think we know what happened. Sure, sure. excitement. I thought you had said it was somebody imitating Britney Spears that, that died. I know. I, I thought she, like, threw her pelvis out Are or something. Are there a lot of Britney Spears imitators around? Is it uh, kind of like Elvis <laughs> or something? The headline on this said, Woman Dies After Seeing Fake Spears. Which, <laughs> which really confused me when I saw that. <laughs> That's not a real spear. <laughs> hey, I was down at the Mistake on the Lake the other day, the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center. Uh, that community part, by the way, we'll just actually just take that right out. <laughs> 
and uh... hey, come on in. Hi. Join us around. Um, and I thought, okay, now this is the thing they're given to all the you know the Shriners and everybody else that's coming to town, right? And uh, and these people, you know, they want to know where to you know find the drugs and the prostitutes and stuff. And then <laughs> and then and then they have a map in here, right, of, of downtown of downtown Madison. No, it's, it doesn't say drugs and prostitutes here. But I tell you what, it does. Uh, it, it's it's wrong. The map of downtown Madison. It shows uh, John Nolan Drive, the, the main access road that you would drive on from the convention center, as joining up, as running right into, in fact, Willie Street. When, as we all know, it sort of jogs up and goes up Blair. We just didn't want to confuse. So let's say you were attempting to go up Blair for some reason. I don't know. Maybe you know there's some there's prostitutes up Blair, sure, right? Okay. <laughs> so you're trying to go up there, and here you are, and you can't go that way because this little map says you can't. So somebody's going to end up in a funny place very fast. They're going to end up on Willie Street. This is the million, you know, multi-million dollar. The city is in financial trouble right now because we got this thing, and and they can't even give you maps <laughs> that show you how to get around town. It's kind of a sad commentary. There's hundreds of these, by the way. Uh, that they have in little little plastic containers along the hallways. And when we pointed it out to the poor uh, information lady there, she obviously was not terribly thrilled about that. <laughs> it was pretty much sort of, hey, I just work here. You know? <laughs> I get my seven bucks an hour, that's about it. So don't use this map, by the way, and uh, don't let, any, don't let friends use it either, okay? Maybe it's just to get all the out-of-town people lost. I think it's the, yeah, I don't know. Like, if you were trying to go down Willow Street, so, yeah, that's a know, good point. They'll drive around, they'll use up gas, and then there you they'll go. eventually get hungry and have to eat somewhere. <laughs> 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 they might not be able to find their way back to their hotel room, they'll have to get another hotel room. So you have like these uh, sort of bands, roving bands of tourists <laughs> <laughs> foraging <laughs> around downtown. Hey, downtown, yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is. So Madison is broke, I understand. We're, we're like that's what broke. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, we're flat busted. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't me. Maybe they should raise uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to tell you, though, I've been riding the bus now. They have that $1.50 fare, and it's the same fine, friendly Madison Metro service I've come to expect. So that's, uh, that's good to see that as it changed. 50% more surly. I started, putting, I put, started putting coins in there because, you know, now it's more, right? So you got to put more coins in. So let's say you have some dimes or nickels. So I put a few in there. The first time I do that, the, guy, the bus driver's like, what's a lot of coins? <laughs> <laughs> Like well, the, the fair one up, you know. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I tell you what was really funny. They they put the stickers on the the little things you put the money in first before the the fares actually changed over. So it was a Friday before they changed the fares, and I got on the bus and it said a dollar fifty, and I thought, okay, I thought it was starting, you know, on the fourth or whatever of June, and I asked the guy on the bus. He said, hey, is is, is it the new fare today? He says, What's the sign say? <laughs> so I said, well, it says $1.50. So, you know, he said, well, put it in. So I, I did. Then the next bus I got in, I put in, you know, another, well, later, I mean, the, my transfer expired, put another $1.50 in. And that guy got mad at me for putting, what'd you put a $1.50 in there for? It's like, well, well, the other bus driver said it was... The other driver's been doing that for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put his kids through college with that. <laughs> We're the special dollar fifty bus. <laughs> I'm just happy that ex-cons brothers-in-laws can get them jobs. I mean, that's the thing that makes me pleased. So. What do you got there? I got a whole bunch of stuff. I got some more uh, crabbing about the way our poor city is going here. This is from uh, who is this from? This is from Anya Butts, and she says, "Were you at any of the town hall meetings regarding the looming, the looming overture project and their?" Art Squad. <laughs> Those image people going down the street on motorcycles, you know. The Art Squad. Not everyone was so thrilled about our public space being used to build an expensive symphony orchestra hall. The citizen testimonies are pretty newsworthy, but I bet you didn't read about it in our local Don't Criticize the Millionaire media. It was barely covered. Hence this little disc. She sent us something we can't play. Goddammit. There we go. Can we not right. play it? We can't find it. Resistant Renaissance for the Suits by the Downtown Stompers, it says. We'll play this next week. Uh, if we're going to be stomped on for acoustically perfect, acoustically perfect Puccini, we may as well have a few yucks. The disc pretty much summarizes the majority sentiment for these meetings. thought you might like a copy since you were Madison's only weekly roundup of popular event, public culture, current events, and things you need to know. P.S. The teens are being booted out of the new loft by Overture, that's right, and need $2 million to rebuild. Overture and the city are only reimbursing them 250000 for the forced relocation. 
Also, the Oscar Mayer Theater has one of 11 Grand Barton organs in the world, and the place ain't too shabby. Well, I, I think it's going to stay there. Uh, we just paid her bill in 1980. Where else can you get Buster Keaton flicks with live organ music, jazz dance, and magic acts, all for 50 cents? Well, not here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to pull a rabbit out of your hat? Then? No. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Well, nobody's asked us to have a book signed yet. What's the matter with you people? Get up here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> later. Okay, later, later. Sign your back. Yeah. That didn't count. So you actually brought a, brought a folder this time. Usually you bring a large bundle. Yeah, I bring a Walgreens bag full of clippings mostly. Do you want to hear about the guy in, uh, no. in Wisconsin who shot his washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> Chippewa Falls. I told you not to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> and he poisoned the dryer with his <laughs> No matter what else Took he does. Took longer, it. though. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of polyester. Yeah, yeah. Did it in the, no matter what else he does in life, Guy Booze, there's a wonderful Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I think calling Guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will forever be known as the guy who shot his washing machine because it ticked him off. Uh, this is, of course, out of the what paper? Uh, it's got to be out of, uh, I don't know, USA Today. No, no, no. Come on. Oh, uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same there. First, it is a great compendium of completely it's, it's bizarre cool. information. I'm so yeah. happy I discovered it. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, I, I, I put you well, on I know, that, you yes. And now I can't use it anymore because yeah. you do. But um, not only did he shoot the, the washing machine, but yeah. first he pushed it down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Adult teach it. That's how Bob can <laughs> The machine owed him 500 bucks. Mm. Uh, then he stood it up against the wall of his neighbor's garage. Then <laughs> he took a gun out and he blasted it. Wow. <laughs> Once he'd cooled down, he told police that the washer wasn't working properly, but that putting five 25 caliber bullet holes in it was obviously not a prudent thing to do. All right. <laughs> now it leaks, I would guess. <laughs> he lives in Chippewa Falls. He blew away his washer in September, but it's taken until now for the case to make it through the justice system. Wait a minute. I don't understand. Why is it going through the justice system? <laughs> <laughs> Start shooting in town. Oh. I thought there was some kind of, like, washing machine rights movement that I didn't know about. That could ricochet and hit his, his microwave or something. You know? Oh, yeah. Innocent bystanders. Yeah, right. Uh, a judge and judge. <laughs> A judge in Chippewa County spared booze from any jail time and put him on probation for two years. <laughs> you know, my motto is never spare the booze. Yeah. <laughs> he has to keep 50 feet away from any appliance. <laughs> uh, there's probably more here, but I think that's probably That's enough, enough yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Well, we should probably take a break. What do you think? That's a good couple idea. minutes or so. Sure. Give people a chance to okay. uh, get up here and get their damn book signed. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so again, we're we're live uh, today down at uh, the Rainbow Bookstore Cooperative. Uh, very exciting. We're usually, you know, we usually don't come out and. Uh, we usually dead. Yeah. That's the, the daylight, like. This. Yeah. <laughs> and interact with actual human beings. Yeah, it's stressful. Very yeah. stressful. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do it again. <laughs> So we're going to take a two-minute break. We'll come back uh, uh, after some important announcements, and then uh, we'll have... What do you got? You got anything good? No, I got nothing, nothing. good. I got nothing. Hey, this is Ruby again from The Present. I'm just reminding you that you're listening to a special rebroadcast of a live remote show that Mel and Mr. Smarty Pants did at Rainbow Bookstore Cooperative about 24 years ago. We are going to hear some announcements from the present time, and then we'll get back to the year 2000 with the rest of today's show. And we're back. Back here at the Rainbow Bookstore Cooperative. We actually signed a couple of books while we were on break. Yeah, we did. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> we got this from uh, what's person signs herself as your number two fan. So I'm not <laughs> number one. She's trying harder, I think. 
it's like the prisoner, you know. That's right, <laughs> number two, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. A different number two every week. Yeah. And this is from a 1950s high school home ec textbook, and it's How to Be a Good Wife, it says. And here's a few, few tips for our listeners on how to be a good wife. Uh, let's see, here we go. Uh, have dinner ready. <laughs> All the time. I mean, just like, throughout the day. <laughs> have it ready. <laughs> yeah, dinner's ready. Plan ahead, even the night before, to have a delicious meal on time. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking about him and are concerned about his needs. Are all those pronouns capitalized? Capitalized, you bet. <laughs> Most men are hungry when they come home, and the prospect of a good meal is part of the warm welcome needed. Prepare yourself, <laughs> says number two. Take 15 minutes to rest so that you'll be refreshed when he arrives. Honey. <laughs> Touch up your makeup. I like this one. Put a ribbon in your hair and be fresh looking. He has just been with a lot of work-weary people. Here's an interesting suggestion. Be a little gay. <laughs> and a little more interesting. A lot of guys like that. He's boring. He Here's one. Prepare the children. Take a few minutes. <laughs> Somebody knew my dad. <laughs> Prepare the children. Brace yourself. Take a few minutes to wash the children's hands and faces. If they are small. If they're big, let them be dirty. Comb their hair and, then necessary, change their clothes. They are little treasures. And he would like to see them playing the part. And there's the key. Play the part. Uh, let's see. Here's some don'ts. I hope you're all listening now. Don't greet him with problems or complaints. <laughs> don't have emotions. No, don't complain if he's late for dinner. Count this as minor compared to what he might have gone through during the day. Make him comfortable. Have him lie down on a comfortable chair. Pull a knife. No, or suggest that he lies down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready for him. Or both. Arrange his pillow and offer to take off his shoes. Sounds like he's getting ready to knock him speak, speak in a low, soft, soothing, and pleasant voice. Allow him to relax and unwind. Now, in 1950, that meant something else. That's, that, oh, that's the code there. Allow him to relax and unwind, yeah. Uh, make the evening his. Never complain if he does not take you out to dinner or to other places of entertainment. Instead, try to understand his world of strain and pressure, his need to be at home and relax. The goal, try to make your home a place of peace and order so that your husband will stay and not stray. 1950, home ec. This is what they were teaching them. Be up on the WRT website. Hey, I hate to interrupt you, but Madison Gas and Electric is just open like a huge water main out there, and they're trying to flood us out. Everybody, everybody come on down and uh, we have some uh, skinny dipping. They saw all this electrical equipment here, and they thought they would just uh, see how much water they could get in. Storefront. Cool. Hey, do you ever have a. Uh, I hate to get too personal here, especially with hundreds of people. My eyes are darting. Yes, what? Do you ever have need for an air freshener? Have I ever had need for an air freshener? Or do you ever have. Is air freshening something you buy? You know it's going to be this hard. No. <laughs> well, you might want to think about it because okay. there's a new air freshener coming out. It's called the Jesse Ventura air freshener. <laughs> this is actually true. Does that mean the air around him needs freshened? Is that the, uh, no, it's going to have his face plastered on a product that can clean the air. Uh, the Ventura air freshener is the right. latest of the governor's officially licensed product line to hit the market. Cool. And, of course, they're selling it at the Mall of America. One retailer says the Ventura air freshener is a big hit with tourists. Here, here. I wonder if it's got one of those little plastic heads on it, like, you know, like the little kid's uh, bubble bath. What the heck was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're dropping heavy objects. Now we've got you all in here, yeah. <laughs> Lock the door. This was given to me by a pal who works uh, for the state. That looks official. Yeah, state legislature. There's a guy who's running for the first assembly district. His name is Pete Andre. Now, some people may know who this is. I'd never heard of this guy before. But he's running on an all-flag platform. That's his, uh, he's decided he wants to hit the hard, you know, the hard-hitting issues here. So here are some of the things that he's proposed to the state legislature of Wisconsin. Uh, requiring, uh, Assembly Bill 64, requiring schools to instruct pupils about Veterans Day 
and the contributions and sacrifices of veterans. Okay, why not? Assembly Bill 79, crimes affecting certain flags and providing penalties. So you want to have like a state desecration bill. Um, Assembly Bill 113, display of the U.S. flag and offering the Pledge of Allegiance or the National Anthem in public and private schools. And this is the one I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, this has been actually been proposed, let's see, Bill number 210, exempting the sale of U.S. flags and state flags from sales tax. Really? Yeah. So uh, that would be kind of like a tax break, I guess, for the uh, for the flag sure. makers. Flag makers. Prop up that flag industry. That's the flag, uh, flagging flag industry. Yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, requiring the Department of Veterans Affairs to prepare a booklet that describes the proper procedures of flag etiquette. So if you want to know how to burn one quickly sure. <laughs> <laughs> and completely what what incinerants work the best <laughs> what do you got there um trying to figure it out aren't you yeah, kind of <laughs> gary hatter's out to set a new lawnmower distance record and he drove his mower down broadway in midtown manhattan <laughs> his journey started two weeks ago in maine after a couple of days in New York, he's heading for New Jersey. <laughs> then he's going to go south. He's going to go mow the south land, which All right. I'm sure will make you very happy. Yeah, we managed to drive one away. All right, good. Good job. Good job. I'm going to hurl. You're not Michael Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i got to tell you something. In the Isthmus, when they mentioned the new book, the one I'm holding in my hand, yeah as we speak. They actually said it had interviews with WRT celebrities or something, some word like that. And they said Michael Feldman, Mellon Floyd, and Rockin' John McDonald. Wow. Now, right. yeah. All right. All right. I don't know who wrote that, but... How would that? I eat more people. Anyway, this, uh, this guy from Illinois hopes to drive his... Uh, lawnmower to the West Coast and back in the next five months. So all right. We can all uh, relate to that. Speaking of things mobile, we have in our audience today uh, Mr. Howard Carlson, who it turns out is the uh, the sidecar guy who's been given a sidecar stuff uh, recently. <laughs> now, you know, we have this whole thing about the sidecar and what the sidecar means, and it's, it's a very scary... Uh, there's people that are really into this whole si sidecarism. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a movement. But it turns out that in his younger days, Howard... Uh, it says it says in the bottom here, you're a loyal listener in his younger days. I think he meant it's he's still a loyal listener, <laughs> not, not just in his younger days. But um, but there, but there's there he is, and I guess he used to work for what, what did, who did you work for? Honeywell. Yeah. And so he did this. He and a pal did this uh, test for some of their keyboards, their sort of top of the line keyboards. And what they did was they got on on the, these motocross things, and they and they took the keyboards on with them, and they jumped over things and like went through hell and back and, and you can see here like this one's got a, like a flat tire on the back when he came down he came down the line and those keyboards stood up right okay so that's right exactly seeing is believing solid state ruggedness you want to figure out if something really works you stick it on a motorcycle and you ride around on it you might that might have worked for that uh, that washing machine you know what what's going on <laughs> What's happening over there? What am I doing wrong or are you doing right? No, none of my damn business. Okay. So I got to tell you, there's one more thing about this guy. One more, one more thing about Howard you got to know. Where, where do you live, Howard? Okay, he can't pick up. He lives in Freeport. He can't pick up the station uh, down there. Of course, you can't pick up the station, you know, down on Spade Street, but that's another issue. He gets in his damn car and he drives around Madison so he can hear the show. So we need a round of applause for this man. Come on. And uh, there are medications for your condition. Yeah. There is. Don't, don't worry about it. What time is it? When is this ordeal going to be over? Wasn't <laughs> 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 like a pig. <laughs> oh, is there an extra? Oh, you're right. There it is. Okay. Station always does that, actually. All right. I got a note from uh, an anonymous listener saying, could you please finish the Bigfoot that versus Milwaukee livestock, livestock story you're alluding to? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I remember now. Seeing big, somebody saw Bigfoot in somewhere around the walk. See, the way this whole show works is it never passes actually through our conscious mind. <laughs> 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 if it stopped there, that would be a, that would 
pull things up. So I don't, I don't know about the Bigfoot versus Milwaukee livestock story. That's on pay-per-view this week. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, anonymous. No yeah, sorry, anonymous. And don't call us, damn it, because we don't want to hear about it. As soon as we tell them they're live, that's it. We, we used to actually take phone calls. I remember a couple times he took phone calls when we were live? Yeah, that worked and, well. And oh, they didn't work well at all. And it, it was mostly people who were stoned. That was <laughs> <laughs> Just Mr. Pants. <laughs> you want to talk to us about Barbie and Ken or something that one time? Yeah, Klaus Barbie and Ken. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> find my copy of Mein Kampf. I'll never read it. Out of London. I know you like a lot of... London, Kentucky, right? London, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, okay. It says, half of British men wear trousers too tight. <laughs> that explains everything. <laughs> Research by a scientist has revealed that 50% of British men wear their trousers too tight. And 50% don't? And 50% wear too loose. Okay. Uh, Stephen Gray of Nottingham Trent University surveyed That's more than... Nottingham. 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 That's Get the ham out of there. The That's right. Surveyed more than 2,000 men. I think this is just an excuse for him to... 2001 men, to be precise. <laughs> he found that while half their trousers are too tight, only one in ten men admit to wearing them too tight. <laughs> so half of them, their pants are too tight. Right. But only 10% actually realize... They have sort of a tight. false trouser consciousness, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey! Whose phone is that? The mothership's calling. All right. Men tend to stand in front of the mirror and pull in their stomachs, and then they think they look okay. <laughs> so they're too tight up here, is what you're I saying? Guess so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the same reason, they will squeeze into trousers. Oh no! For the same reason, they'll squeeze into trousers, which are too small because they don't want to admit that they put on weight. Hmm. So. Okay. I hear birds chirping. Is that in my head or is that real? You know, I heard that phone go off, and it, you know how my mind just kind of zips off in different directions. I have this theory. How many of you ever watched that old you know, Star Trek, the old Star Trek show, right? You know, they had those communicators with these big honking things, right? And I have this theory about this. I mean, we already have technology, you know, communication technology that's miniaturized now, right? I mean, you think, you know, 300 years from now, it's going to be, you know, be like this, right? It's a retro fad. In the future, they're going to have retro fads, right? They're going to say, let's get a big honking big one. That'll be so cool, you know? And that's why they all have, like, beehive hairdos. And, you know, they're going through a retro phase. That's all it is. We do that now, right? I always liked how the, the door would open automatically. I mean, that was really high-tech. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it does that at the red owl. I mean, come on. Yeah, it does, you know. <laughs> but, but the door knew when you weren't... Because sometimes they'd walk up the door and it wouldn't open, right? Yeah. If they were, like, going to do a dramatic, you know... Say a sentence or something. So the door was smart enough to know when oh. the person was really trying to get so through. So like when they were fighting on the on the bridge, and yes. then it kind of got over by the door. The door yeah, never the door never opened. opened no, yeah. that would have been distracting. Yeah, or the no distraction. Okay. Yeah, at the red owl, it doesn't work that no. way. <laughs> if, you're, if you're like struggling with somebody, you're going to cling on at the red owl. Yeah, yeah. It just pops right open. Open right up. Yeah. <laughs> Happens every time. I was pleased to see this. I guess that uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, France. That's uh, the nation of France. <laughs> How tight do they wear their pants? Uh, I heard the ladies don't wear any underpants. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to defy President Clinton's appeal to be more tolerant of religious sect. That's S-E-C-T-S. And uh, introduce draconian laws. This is it. Is this nice uh, non-biased uh, reporting here? Draconian laws, including an offense of mental manipulation or brainwashing, which can carry a two-year prison sentence. They're worried in France about uh, churches like Scientologists and uh, the Moonies, so-called Moonies, and uh, how they sometimes uh, use various kinds of brainwashing techniques to get converts. So they're going to uh, pass some legislation prohibiting that. What's this? We had a caller who said she looked in the WRT yearbook and couldn't find your pictures. She asked if you could describe what you looked like. <laughs> I have two eyes <laughs> placed on either side of my nose. I stand about 6'3". Six, 6'3". Three. Six, three. <laughs> People describe my looks as ruggedly handsome. And that's why we're in radio. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
This is me crumpling this up. Is that your final offer there? Yeah, that was it. which have not been included in the retail price. <laughs> Your operation of this vehicle makes you personally liable for the following, and they cite several here. Climate change, depletion of non-renewable resources, time wasted in gridlock, noise pollution, ozone depletion, environmental cleanup costs, hindering bicycle and pedestrian activities, and smog-related health problems. And then the following was used to calculate your fine. Here's the average cost of an automobile to society with social and environmental costs added. That's uh, 43,000 bucks. Average cost of an automobile to consumer, 26000 bucks. so the fine is 17000 <laughs> I think, you know, if Mayor Bauman actually did that, that would probably clear up that money. <laughs> <laughs> $70,000 fine, sure. Parking on land, we've in too long. So, uh, that was kind of clever. I wish I could get some of these. If anybody is listening knows where you can find some, who's doing this? Uh, who's doing it? I think the magazine Adfuss. Oh, really? You know, Is that where it came from? Yeah. Ads. Oh, right. Okay. The magazine Adbusters? Adbusters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. This, this is very clever. I like this. Stick it under people's windshield wiper. Freak them out. <laughs> hey, come on in. <laughs> that is a big one. Honk right? and big two. Someone just like in trying to say something about the relative size of our mouth. Someone just like in with what a four foot toothbrush. Yeah. Do you like shiny? How about keep smiling? <laughs> Those of you who are at home right now, just sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need any help? Do you need us to help you carry the floss in? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Not the flat man. Where did you find it? Throwing it away. Oh. I hope you sanitize the end there. A message from another listener saying, My husband called on the cell phone to ask, Is dinner ready? And what was the answer? I said no deer. No. No, <laughs> no yeah, deer. said deer, so that's what's important. <laughs> the children are going to eat anyway. The children have been braved yeah, for your arrival. Uh, I did bring the economist here, which is unusual for me. I usually try not to pitch the show too high. Um, <laughs> I'm looking around, we see that's probably a pretty good follow. <laughs> uh, they had a, a little article here about the death penalty. I wanted to read some statistics. We've been hearing a lot about the death penalty recently. Let's see. What, uh, this one where they say they had like three quarters of the people executed were, yeah, were innocent. Where is it? They can flip a coin and do better than that, really. So what are you going to do with your big toothbrush? Yeah. Come on here. Go ahead and talk. We know you got clean teeth. What would you like me to say? But, no, you got to do that. Tell us, figure out what Tell us the story of the toothbrush. Where did yeah, that tell us the story came from? I did delivery and someone was throwing it out. It was for some sort of display. And I said, can I have that? And he said, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> true story. Yeah, I don't have to believe, but that's actually a true story. <laughs> Oh, well, you want to go to All right, well, we're going to take a, a brief break, and then we'll come back with uh, the big roundup, the big finish here, the last uh, what time is 15 it? minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> Counting down the minutes. Okay. I got to get on the good foot.
we're back. You know, I think the mystery is already gone. <laughs> <laughs> the novelty's worn off? No, no, I just mean, now that people can see us and, and know who we are, yeah. interact with us as humans, they're not as respectful as they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have to maintain a mystique. <laughs> so you okay. said you were going back to your trailer? I'm going back to my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I always... Uh, I see the queen. Yeah, yeah the queen. With the queen in it there. I don't know. This friend of mine gave me this. It turns out there's a website, for those of you who are fascinated by things royal, and it's uh, www.royal.gov, G-O-V, U-K. And uh, it's pretty snazzy. I haven't gone there, but some people told me it's pretty snazzy. So if you like that kind of crap... <laughs> <laughs> and you do, don't you? <laughs> it's got all kinds of uh, little pictures, and uh, it's got the queen naked. That's the whole <laughs> And she's with Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting part. But if you like that kind of stuff, <laughs> and I'm not one to judge, you just go right there. So, royal.gov.uk. She's not really naked. Is she? Well, she's got the crown on. <laughs> I guess that doesn't count. The Netherlands may be gripped by uh, Euro 2000 fever. Do you know what that is? Yeah, grip, that's a, that's a journalism word. Isn't yeah, it? of course, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, apparently a big European soccer championship going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's a downside to that. Yeah. Uh, the country's prostitutes can't wait for the tournament to end because <laughs> it's, right. it's cutting into their business. Uh, potential customers are either glued to the television in bars or at the stadiums instead of in brothels, escort clubs, and massage parlors, where they belong. <laughs> in our club, footballers and ladies appear to compete against each other, and the men seem to prefer footballers. <laughs> That's in the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are seeing many people wearing the shirts of their country, she added. Uh, most were British. Uh, not the most popular nation among prostitutes. She said they are either a pain in the tight pants. She is <laughs> we're back to the tight pants. No, she said this is even better. She said they are either a pain in the backside or too drunk to perform. There you go. That's why they spend all their time walloping each other. <laughs> that was something I noticed when I was in England. You know that you're not allowed to have guns there, right? It's very strict gun laws. But everybody has a big stick. That's what they say. <laughs> I was, I was there for like a week. I was like, what is this, stick clan? Everybody has a big stick, and they're always whacking each other with you. Really? It's Punch and Judy, I think. What are they? Punch and Judy influence. I, think it's I mean, like canes and stuff? But no, like broomsticks. And I mean, I was at this... Uh, they carry around broomsticks? Yeah. I mean, just any, any kind of club-like object. Yeah. So, there, there it is. Yeah. I had one person almost hit me with one. I was in this pub, and this kind of punky guy came up behind me, and he pulled a big stick, and he just about hit me right in the head with it. He just stopped right about like half an inch before really? above my head. Or was he mad at you or just doing it? No, nah, and they started laughing. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then I went to a park, and there's an old guy there, and he's, he's got this little little hat, and the, and the hat's got some coins in it, and he wants you to give him, give him some coins. He's sure. begging. Or hit you with And he's got this big stick, and he's whacking against his legs. He says, well, you don't have to put any money in the hat. Where <laughs> <laughs> guy. So then I went to this little party at uh, Darwin College, which is one of the colleges at Cambridge. And uh, everybody's getting a little too, you know, drinking a little too much and stuff. And uh, these two dudes come in, or whatever they call them in England, and he's got a, they got these long trench coats, and they both pull out these big sticks, and they start whacking each other. And this is like in the first week. <laughs> no wonder a lot of sticks in England. No wonder yeah. they needed help in the World Wars. I yeah. Mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, sticks are playing. You know. <laughs> Quick, get the sticks out. Get the sticks. <laughs> They didn't have any brooms for like, you know, three years in England. <laughs> All being converted into weapons. Strange country. Unlike ours. Yeah. <laughs> Where we just shoot each other. Attorney General Janet Reno, you remember her, uh, on Thursday, weighed in on the growing controversy over the death penalty. And she said that some death row inmates had bad lawyers who failed to take advantage of DNA evidence. So she thinks... Reno thinks we should start having DNA test testing of everybody who's on death row. And then they'll put it in one big file <laughs> and keep it somewhere in the CIA Every time you spit on the sidewalk, then they'll, they'll know who it is. Uh, let's see, this is uh, out of Lisbon, Portugal. It's kind of our around-the-world tour today here. I guess. All this exciting stuff here. Um, is this another, is this about tight pants? No, no, washing machine. This is about fish. Oh, fish, okay, fish. good. Uh, British tourist in Portugal, Portugal who had a triumphant deep-sea fishing trip decided to take, to take his trophy, a five-foot shark, back to his hotel room. 
<laughs> Only problem was it was still alive. <laughs> he snuck it back to his room and he did a double and... bed for that. <laughs> 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 Fish sleep free. <laughs> yeah, their new policy, right? <laughs> so no, he took it back to the hotel room. Okay. He put it in the bathtub, mm -hmm. and then it perked up. And, he, and the guy didn't know what to do with it, so you know what he did? I, I don't know. He checked out. <laughs> and left the, left the shark there. But he left him a note saying uh, he hoped the management enjoyed his gift. <laughs> Please take care of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in a related story, Hawaii has become the first state to use legislation to approve the possession use of marijuana for medical purposes. Uh, Bill signed a law on Wednesday, and the governor said it was one aspect of his effort to make Hawaii the health care center of the Pacific. <laughs> Hawaii is the eighth state to decriminalize the use of, me use of medical marijuana, uh, but the previous states did it through ballot measures. It's a little different. Uh, so this is voters in Alaska, Washington, California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Maine, and the District of Columbia. And, of course, as you can guess, the Justice Department is, uh, in keeping with the usual policy of federalism, is going to get right in there and make sure that doesn't go anywhere. So they're actually challenging the laws in court. Right. So we have a little uh, Maui Waui HMO. Is that the plan? No, 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 no. See, I knew you'd say that. It's the health care center of the Pacific. Oh, health care center. Okay. I'm trying to make it. Uh, what else? I got, I'm like really depressing stories this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> Except for the washing machine. Yeah. Well, lay one on us. Well, I've got a scout master tying up three Boy Scouts and carving, <laughs> in, carving the initial T into their chests. Why did you even, why did that even go through the selection I don't process? Know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I can imagine the last minute you say, well, this is a little hey, bit of a downer. But I mean, how did you <laughs> is T an intrinsically funny letter? Or? I don't know. His initial isn't T. Oh, he typed, the T was for trust and training. <laughs> That's going to teach him trust. Yeah. <laughs> He is for 10 years. There you go. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, you know, I I watched Al Gore on television yesterday. You may have heard him. He's that guy running for president. And I cannot stand, I, you know, I can't, I can't stand to watch either of them for more than about 10 seconds. I, I swear to God, it's just a personal... Just, Blah. I mean, I just can't, I, I can't deal with it. You know, Bush comes off as the, as the, the smarmy frat boy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always had that little ingratiating smile. He knows nothing about what he's talking about. And Gore is like this knowledge machine. I mean, he's trying to understand, like, our human emotions or something. And he comes on there. You know? <laughs> he's going to take a report back to the mothership later. <laughs> he t he's so pedantic when he speaks. He has no variation in inflection. And if he does, you can tell it's been rehearsed. So you listen to him, like, talking, I mean, just as a human being, I mean, who knows about his political stuff, but as a human being, he just, ugh, terrifying. He kept saying yesterday, he, he, was, he was restarting his campaign this week, and he wanted to base his, uh, you know, his, his new cam, his new, new, new campaign on the uh, economic successes of the Clinton administration. But when the, the reporter was saying, well, what exactly about the Clinton administration has uh, contributed to our supposed economic uh, success? Well, I have to say, it's the American people. The American people have done it. And he kept saying that over and over. He said it, I would guess, in the course of this minute-and-a-half interview, eight times. <laughs> the Ameri I mean, it's, it's, it's his, his mantra. So anyway, so that, that guy, what a, what a loser. So he's but in favor of the American people. He's in favor of the American people. <laughs> fully in favor. Yeah. Incidentally, he doesn't like sin. Um, but he, he did say he wants to give $500 billion in tax cuts over the next 10 years. So he's, he's thrown his hat into the tax cut uh, ring as well. So uh, you'll be happy to know that. So if you vote for Gore, you'll get uh, $500 million in tax cuts. And if you vote for that other guy, whatever his name is, you'll get $1.3 trillion, which will probably average out to about five cents for you. So. Maybe <laughs> hey, we got five minutes left. Oh, oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> They're still staring at us. Like, oh, I thought they'd be gone by now. There is a back exit to this. I'm going to go home and get so drunk. <laughs> drunk on life, I yeah, mean, of course. That's it. Right. <laughs> 
Californians losing fight against Flab. California, once home of the Itsy Bitsy Bikini, is losing the fight against Flab with more than half of the state's adult population now classified as obese or overweight. Half of California. Wow. They really are going to fall in the ocean. That's where all the beautiful people <laughs> And that's where all the beautiful people go. I know. I mean, you know what it is? They're just jealous because they, they tried to, you know, Wisconsin used to be number one in cheese. That's right. And they took over in the cheese production. And now they see the results. And we've always been... <laughs> See, I have this theory for a bumper sticker. You know, they had that, uh, you know, eat cheese or die a few years ago. I, I would have liked to see a bumper sticker that said, cheese kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have, like, you know, these, these letters look like Swiss cheese with, like, blood dripping. Yeah. See what kind of reaction. Little bullet holes. Yeah, yeah, little bullet holes. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese yeah. kill. <laughs> oh. So anyway, yeah, they're getting bigger in California. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, in favor of that. Bigger is better, isn't that right? <laughs> I mean, that's the whole motto, right? You know, you supersize it. I mean, that's what we want. <laughs> you get your SUV, you drive out to your starter castle, you know, you have your, your, your biggie fries, your biggie shake, and, and then you get your breast implant, everything's fine. <laughs> that's what it's all about. All right, now, before we leave today, at least, at least one more person has got to buy a goddamn book. <laughs> I'm not letting you out the door. I don't know what I'll do to stop you. Cutting remarks. Anybody <laughs> tries to get out the door is going to get cutting remarks. Because we have to get, at least do three, don't we, Gwen? Four would pass the book signing. Well, I, but we have to at least have parody, right? I mean, right. yeah, okay. I mean. Those other two bookstores. <laughs> uh, well, we got four minutes left. <laughs> Look, the man will be there. Time to bring out the big guns. I can tell you more about that Boy Scout leader. No. <laughs> Keep that one to yourself. Hey, the Reform Party. Yeah, they're always good for a laugh. The Reform Party's having its convention. See, now they're strongly against the American people. That's, that's their problem. <laughs> I'm voting for them. Well, uh, they're having their, uh, what do they have? They're having their uh, Long Beach. They're going to have to be having their convention in Long Beach. Okay. They've heard there's a lot of good eating out there, so they're going out there. And... Uh, they're fighting right now because uh, Patrick J. Buchanan, remember that, maybe remember that guy, he could uh, be very easily their next uh, presidential party nominee. And no real uh, opponents to Mr. Buchanan have arisen. So uh, they're going to have this big convention, and everybody, I guess, is going to be fighting. And uh, here was uh, one of the high-level comments that got sent through the email from one of the party functionaries. Uh, Come on, baby, let's rock, because we've already locked and loaded. <laughs> Six exclamation points after that. <laughs> I guess CBS is going to drop 16 people in the middle of that convention and see who comes out alive. Uh, I actually, I, you know, I was having lunch yesterday at my place of work, and people were sitting around talking about that, uh, that uh, Gilligan's Island show. What's yeah, it called? Survivor. 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 And I think to myself, you know, okay, first of all, you know it's not realistic because they don't have any bamboo cars on that island. <laughs> <laughs> There's no monkey butlers. <laughs> I mean, this can't be real, right? So, I don't know. It impressed me. So somebody finally got fed up with that and said, well, you know, let's stop talking about eating grubs because we were after all, you know, after all having lunch. So then we started talking about who wants to be a millionaire or whatever. So. <laughs> and you work at a college. Yeah, I know. I work at a college. <laughs> you can't. You can't say. Not clown or barber either. <laughs> hey, this is the Mellon Floyd Show. It's, uh, we should say it's your weekly roundup of current events, popular culture, and uh, things you need to yeah, know. Yeah, one minute left. We do, so we do the intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to kill time. I'm not with me here. Let's start reading names out of the phone directory. <laughs> We're wrapping up our uh, special live appearance down here at the Rainbow Bookstore Cooperative on Gilman Street. And, uh, and if you missed it, you know, you're never, it's, it, you're never going to be here. I mean, it's, no, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> this is, this is a once-in-a-lifetime event. <laughs> As every event is, if you think about it. Sure. So uh, should, we should make fun of the guys coming up. Isn't that what we normally do now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the little list of things we normally do. Cross it off the list. Yeah, cross it off the list. Uh, okay. what's, that, what's that guy's name? Dr. Dave Dr. Zero. Dr. Dave Zero, yeah. So what, what can we say about him? Oh, sure. Put me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't think of anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take it as understood that, you know. Yeah. Uh, he has I very, he has very defects and, yeah, right. Fill <laughs> <laughs> in the blank. 
<laughs> show tunes, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what he's pretty much Three full hours. Every week. I think it's Cher this week. I think he's doing a Cher <laughs> salute, yeah. But it's all karaoke. He's going to yeah. be doing the more. <laughs> Just Cher, the, yeah. you know, the instrumental. The instrumental Cher, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's going to be wearing the gowns, though, yeah. which really comes off well on radio. So. <laughs> and he's going to have the same plastic surgery that yeah. Cher had, too. All right, well, let's wrap it up here. How's that sound? That sounds good. Are you, are you Frank? Are you okay with that? Okay, he's he looked very relieved there. Yes, okay. <laughs> right. Here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming down here. It was, it was fun seeing some uh, actual human beings for a change. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Come on! And that is our look back in time today. It was a rebroadcast live remote with Mel and Mr. Smarty Pants from 24 years ago when the world was in black and white and the only music was scratchy jazz. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been your host, Ruby. Stick around for the Insurgent Radio kiosk, followed by our pal, The Real Jaguar. As far as we know, Mel and Pants will be back next Friday. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM, Madison.